Hey guys, welcome to a Light in the Darkness podcast. I'm Carly Robison. I'm a wife, a mother, and a person who's been suffering with severe health challenges for over 10 years. Through that time, I've had successes and failures while trying to maintain a positive attitude. Now I want to share what I've learned with you, hoping to make your hard times a little easier. This podcast is to help those of us facing times of darkness and trial find ways to let the light in. Hello, welcome to my podcast. This is my first episode, so I decided the best thing to do would be to introduce myself to you. Um, I know some of you, well, let's be honest, probably a lot of you, most of you probably know me right now, Um, but I'm hoping that as time goes on, that my message can reach new people and maybe it can help somebody who is struggling through a trial in their lives. So my name is Carly. I grew up in South Jordan, Utah. I'm the oldest of four kids. I have two sisters and one brother. We had a really good life growing up. Um, I don't really remember. I know that we had challenges and things like that, but I don't really remember specific really hard times in my life as I was growing up. I know that I do tend to only think about the positive things and that could just be my personality, but really I was very blessed growing up and I'm so grateful for that. I love my parents, I love my siblings, and I'm just grateful for all that they have taught me in my life. I, When I look back on my life, I, I have a lot of good friends, good family members, teachers, um, dance teachers, and student government advisors that really have all played a part in shaping who I am today. And I'm grateful for those people and for all of those experiences because they have made me me. As I was growing up, um, a big commonality in my life has always been the fact that I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That is probably the biggest thing that has shaped who I am. One of the things I'm grateful for that I've gotten from my membership in the church is just knowing who I am and where I come from, and knowing that I can turn to my Savior and my Heavenly Father when anything hard comes up in my life. And I think that's been an underlying theme and principle for me as long as I can remember, really. One story that I did want to share is um, kind of how I met my husband and our family began. I was I remember meeting him when I was younger, but I really remember noticing Brandon Robison when I was in seventh grade. And we grew up in the same neighborhood, just a couple houses away from each other. And my friends and I all shared a locker in seventh grade, and we liked to hang pictures of the boys that we thought were cute in our locker. 
And I remember that I went and asked Brandon for his picture and he gave it to me. And we were all so excited that we could have Brandon Robson, who is this big ninth grader, and we were only seventh graders, and we could have his picture hanging in our locker. I have a lot of little journal entries about him from that time. This will embarrass my children and maybe him, but I um, definitely thought he was cute. And I have a couple entries about how cute his butt looked in his guest jeans. But um, over the years, we really didn't date a lot. We would see each other um, at church activities. Uh, His mom was one of my church teachers. My dad was one of his church teachers, and his dad was actually our bishop in our congregation. So growing up, I think we both really got to know each other's families a lot, but we never dated. So as I got older, I grew up and graduated from high school, and I went to Weber State University for college. Um, I majored in elementary education, and while I was at college, I remember my mom calling me, and um, Brandon had gone on a mission for two years, and he went and served the people in Mexico and helped them with a lot of service opportunities and taught them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when he came home, he got to speak to our congregation. And so my mom called me and said, hey, Brandon Robison is coming and he's speaking. Why don't you come home and do some laundry? So of course, I, I came home and I listened to him speak and he was funny and still just as cute as ever, but I didn't ever, honestly, I didn't think that he would ever want to go out with me. So I went back to school and I guess both of our families kind of conspired together and his sister-in-law, now my (laughs) sister-in-law, got um, my phone number and he called and we went on dates and I guess the rest is just history. Um, But we've really had a good life. We've been blessed. Brandon and I now live in Harriman, Utah, and we have four children. Our oldest is Bailey, and she is almost 21 years old. She is going to be going to cosmetology school, and she is married to a man named Hayden, and they are just so cute, and he is just such an awesome guy, and we're so grateful for him that he's in our family and um, we love both of them a lot. Our second child is named Austin, and he is 19 years old, and he loves anything with a motor, anything that will get his heart racing. He loves adrenaline, and he loves making his mom nervous. (laughs) But he is going to school to learn how to be an auto mechanic, and we are really proud of him. Our third child is... Carter, and he is 16 years old. He is going to be starting his first job, actually, this week, and he um, has learned to play both the electric and the acoustic guitar, and he is really, really talented at that, and it's been fun to kind of hear him develop in that way. Our youngest is Samantha, and she is 13 years old, and she is so funny and so cute, and she is very talented at 
She has taught herself how to play the ukulele. She is really great at art. She enjoys um, doing, it's kind of a circus type thing on the hoop. It's called Lyra, and she's just really strong and amazing. And I'm so grateful for all of my children and for everything that they bring into my life. Um, About 10 years ago, everybody in our family was given a trial, and the trial has been through me and my health. And throughout my life, I've had a lot of trials. I've had ups and downs just like anybody. And I think throughout this podcast, I will probably touch on other trials that I've had in my life. But really, for all of us, this is the one that has changed our lives forever. I remember it was in 2009, and I had gone shopping with my friends, and I had grabbed a sandwich to eat on the way home, and it was a chicken salad sandwich. And as I was driving home, I remember my mouth feeling really itchy, and my throat started to close off. And I'm not sure how I realized that this was an allergic reaction. I have had pretty severe environmental allergies my whole life, hay fever and things like that. And so I don't know if it was because of that, but for whatever reason, I realized, oh my gosh, my my throat is closing off because of something that I'm eating. And I stopped at a grocery store and I got some children's Benadryl. And after I took it, it went away. And so I just thought, wow, that is really weird. I, I wonder what that could have been. And over the next month, I started to have more and more reactions to so many things that I was eating. And as I kind of tried to see what was common, a lot of them had nuts in them or were an actual nut. Um, The chicken salad sandwich had cashews in it, but some of the things didn't. And so I was confused. As I went to an allergist, I realized that I definitely had an allergy to all nuts And there is something called cross-contamination that can happen. So not only did I need to avoid eating actual nuts, I had to start looking at labels. And I can't eat anything from a bakery because if it's made in the same place as something else that had nuts on it, all I need is just a minuscule amount and um, it will start to close off my airways. So... Over time, um, that was a very difficult trial for us, for me, really, to learn the different things that I could eat. I was having a lot of reactions as it was kind of trial and error and learning that um, I pretty much just was eating what I was making. And don't get me wrong, that is a very, very difficult trial in itself. But then the next couple of months, things got even worse. We were going on a cruise, and I remember we were at my in-law's house. We were all planning kind of what we were going to be doing, how we were going to get to the airport, things like that. And I started feeling like I was having an allergic reaction. I could feel the itchiness kind of in my lungs and in my throat, but I hadn't eaten anything, and I was really confused. Well, it started to, again, close off my throat. Pretty much every reaction I have will start to close off my airway. That's just how my body responds to it. Um, So I look around, and I realize that one of my 
family members was eating peanut M&Ms and I was having an allergic reaction in from the air, just from the peanuts being in the air. And I took Benadryl and sure enough, it completely took it away. So we went on our cruise and pretty soon after I got on the first flight to get to our port destination, um, I started having that same feeling in my lungs and my throat started closing and I took the Benadryl and it went away. And But we had a pretty long flight, so I decided to go wait it out in the bathroom because I figured, well, that the air in the bathroom is only, you know, my air and hopefully other people eating airline peanuts wouldn't affect me. So I was able to make it safely to Puerto Rico. And when we got there, we got me a sheet rocking mask because we thought, well, maybe this will help to, um, you know, protect me if I'm going to be having these reactions in the air. And we went on our cruise and it was so wonderful and fun. And I had so many allergic reactions to the food, but it still was just such a fun trip for us, even though I, every single night, ended up having to take Benadryl. Um, I had a reaction through the mask on the way home on the airplane. So as time went on, I really kind of started realizing that I was extremely sensitive to peanut allergens being in the air. I was reacting almost every time I left the house. And the only way that I could avoid that, because it wasn't something I was eating, it was something other people were eating. So the only thing that I could control was me. So I ended up not being able to go to the movies anymore, not being able to go to so many restaurants. And really, as time has gone on, I've not been able to go inside schools or churches or even my church's temple because I just am so sensitive to peanuts in the air and react to minuscule amounts This has been an extremely difficult trial, not just for me, but for my family. My kids have to worry about if they are eating something that might make me sick. At the beginning, it took a while for them to realize that really they just can't even eat anything with peanut butter anymore. They have to deal with a mom that can't go support them at dance concerts or watch them in the spelling bee. They have had to get used to not having me at church and on vacations and so many different things. Our lives are completely different than we ever thought they were going to be. And throughout this trial... It's felt very heavy at times. I've felt frustrated at Heavenly Father. I've wondered why He would do this to us, not just to me, but to my whole family. And so because of that, I was faced with a choice. I remember people, in in fact, people still do, they would say to me, I don't know how you do this. You're so strong. And my response to them used to be, well, I don't have a choice. I was given this trial, so I just, I have to be strong. I have to get through it. 
But as time has gone on, I've realized that's not the truth. It's false. I have a choice. And I don't say that to be prideful or boastful. But it's something that I've learned, and it's something that I want to share with you. I have a choice every single day. I can choose to take the trials that I've been given and become bitter, frustrated with Heavenly Father for allowing me to suffer, angry that I have to miss out on so much of life. I can feel hopeless and worthless and dejected and choose to wallow in my sorrows. Or I can choose to take the trials that I've been given and allow them to make me better, stronger, more faithful, more hopeful. I can use them to serve and help others who are also struggling. I can find purpose for my pain and comfort through my Savior. So I do choose it. I choose better. And that's why I'm starting this podcast. I hope that by sharing stories, my story, as well as others around the world, I hope that we can see that we can use our trials to make us better, not our better. (laughs) We will use our trials to make us better, not bitter. And it's my hope that through all of this sharing, that we can at least help one person find the light in their personal darkness. One of my favorite scriptures is found in John chapter 12, verse 35. It says, Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. In my own personal experience, I've learned that when I let the light in my life, I'm infinitely stronger to bear the burdens I've been asked to bear. I can see the good that comes from them. I can see how much worse things could be. I can lose myself in the service of others and end up lightening my load as I try to lighten theirs. Yet if I focus on the weight of my burdens, upon the darkness, I begin to feel overwhelmed. I wonder how long I can possibly live a life this way. I often sink into despair. I definitely don't know whither I goeth when the darkness comes upon me. I believe that what this scripture is trying to tell us is that the time to prepare to fight the darkness that threatens our lives is while we are doing well and happy or have the light. That's the time when we need to strengthen our spiritual armor so that we can keep it with us when we have our trials. And that is my goal for this podcast. One of my favorite quotes is by Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf, and he is um, just a leader in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that I really admire. He said, There may be some among you who feel darkness encroaching upon you. You may be feeling burdened by worry, fear, or doubt. To you and all of us, I repeat a wonderful and certain truth. God's light is real. It is available to all. It gives life to all things. It has the power to soften the sting of the deepest wound. 
It can be a healing balm for the loneliness and sickness of our souls. In the furrows of despair, it can plant the seeds of a brighter hope. It can enlighten the deepest valleys of sorrow. It can illuminate the path before us and lead us through the darkest night into the promise of a new dawn. This is the Spirit of Jesus Christ, which gives light to every man that cometh into the world. I want to add my testimony to His, that I know that as I allow the light of Christ into my heart and mind, I am able to do more than I should. I'm able to be more than I am, and I'm able to bear more than I can am able to than I should be able to bear. I know that the hope that I find in God's light provides me with protection from the darkness that seeks to tear me down and destroy me. I know that just as our bodies need physical light in order to function properly, they need that spiritual light that comes from the Savior of the world in order to get through this earthly state. And that is why I began this podcast, to share the light in the darkness. If you like something in this podcast, if you found something that resonated with it, with you, please let me know. Please share it with your friends. And if you have any questions, any concerns, if you want me to listen, I'm always here. You can find me at carlyrobison.org. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week. I want to give a special thanks to my son, Carter, for recording and writing our intro and outro music for this podcast. If you want to hear more of his music, you can find him on Instagram at carterguitar456. 